This is Simon Torres, Arsenal supporter of Charm City Gooners. You are listening to the DU Football Show, and I'm here to tell you that it could be worse. You could be an Everton fan. Absolutely, it could yes. be worse. You could be one of me. Yes. Um, or, or even better, you can be like my co-host who just decides to have a couple of beers and jump on Twitter all night, and everybody thinks that it's me talking to him. I made it clear brilliant. very early on that it was just me, and I will not have you silence my voice. <laughs> I hear you. I think <laughs> and I, apologize on my behalf. I think our boy Chris with the uh, with the Bayou City Iron said it best. He said it's like uh, finding out you're uh, fucking your you know girlfriend's twin. <laughs> yeah. Brother, let's start the show. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and I hate football. And across the way from me is uh, my co-host, Samuel Graham. Sam, how you doing today? Uh, feeling triggered after what you just told me, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. Uh, no, doing good. Everything's fine in, uh, in old Arsenal land on this side of the room. Cool, excellent. And I, I think on that side of the room in Villa Land, it's also going very well. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> I think the only one with a fucking issue is you, my friend. Oh, I've got so many issues. <laughs> Can't wait to discuss my issues. Let's do that. Are we going to talk about the headgear he's wearing or just let him be? <laughs> no, you might as well give it to him. Sam's donning the brand new Jepson's Malort Yamaka this week. Um, psych biker helmet, uh, bandana. I don't know what it is. What is it? Mute, mute. Can I fucking start the goddamn show? Sorry, Russ. We're recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and definitely share with your friends. And should you want to chat with us, there's many ways that you can. Sammy, why don't you tell the good people how they can get in touch? Uh, sure. We are at D Football Show on all the social medias. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. DFootballShow at gmail.com to get in touch via email. And uh, breaking news, we just set up a Patreon. Um, so at uh-huh. patreon.com backslash DFootballShow, uh, you can become a supporter of the show. There's a couple of tiers. You get some add-ons, some benefits. Uh, and then there's one where you could just give us money, and we don't really do shit about it. So we can be friends with benefits. Hey. <laughs> um, so definitely check that out. We'd really appreciate it. Um, of course, whatever you can would be fantastic. Uh, but that's patreon.com backslash DU football show. Um, and there is some extra uh, extra content, some stickers. Uh, and in a couple of weeks, um, hopefully after the international break, but we'll let you know next week um, for sure, we're going to be setting up a T-shirt store also online. Yep. Uh, so we'll have T-shirts for sale, stickers for sale, that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, just, uh, support the show and, and, and check us out. Be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, just to add on to what Sam said about the Patreon, uh, you know, um, you know, we, it, we, we, we do this because we love it, but also the, you know, kind of helps, you know, there's some bills that have accrued with doing this so far. Yeah. So, um, just if, a few. <laughs> if you're able, if you're able to support and help, we greatly appreciate it, but it doesn't mean we're not going to keep doing this. We, we in fact love hearing our voices into microphones, even when our team suck balls. Um, we still like to do the show. So, and if you do, there will be extra content. Like we're going to do something called uh, extra time, and we're going to like record more episodes for people who uh, help support. Uh, just kidding. In about six weeks, we run out of money, so this is our telethon. 
<laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Everything Sam said is true, but I said was not true. So Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every show. Sammy, we got something pretty special tonight. What you got for uh, us? We do. So we've got the Balvini 12-year-old triple cask. Um, it's a single malt whiskey, again, from the Balvini distillery. Uh, this one's only available in the travel market. So I picked this up on the way back uh, from my European travails. Uh, it starts off in first fill bourbon, um, mm-hmm. so brand new American white oak, then goes in tradi- uh, to traditional used bourbon casks, and then first fill uh, sherry butt casks. Uh, at the end, an excellent little whiskey. It's going to run you about seven pounds for a mini uh, in the travel, about 70 pounds. For a 750. Right. Uh, I'm sorry, it's a liter. They only sell liters uh, in this line. Very nice. Well, it's very lovely. It's got a nice little sweetness to it. It's pretty good. Yes, and both of you are looking at me kind of confused right now. Um, since this is a audio medium, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody what I'm doing? Uh, so, Well, what he's doing is stealing my bit. Fucking right I am. Oh. So I had talked about that if Ars- Aston Villa keeps losing, <laughs> it was called Aston Villa, if they keep losing, I was going to make a cocktail out of Malort. I don't need to, and Sam Houston is just embracing the bit. So he has opened a bottle of Navy Hill soda and tonic. The soda tonic blend, which yeah. we did over the summer with our gin uh, binge we went on. And he has poured it with Jepson's Malort. And is making a cocktail. That looked that I'm looks about three punishment. parts Malort. I'm just one part my, tonic. I'm just having myself a refreshing uh, Malort and tonic because <laughs> it's what I fucking deserve, Sam. It's you know it's it's what I fucking deserve. I'm glad I don't have to do this bit. That could not happen to a better person. I I also am not going to disagree. See, I'm torn. I want to keep making digs at Everton for Taylor or Taylor, but I have to live with Sam. So right. how do I? Mock, what are they, third on the bottom? We're Second 18th, from the bottom. 18th. Oh, you're an 18th. Oh, you are an 18th. Even worse than I thought. Yeah. Uh, without mocking my husband. Um, I do have to say the quinine completely takes care of the... Um, the bile? The bile taste. It still tastes like earwax, but it doesn't taste like earwax threw up. Well, maybe we finally figured it out. I'm going to pour myself the Balvenny. All right, well then, kids, let's go ahead and start the show. Cheers, that. everybody. As you want to cheers a winner on this side of the table? Uh, yeah, no, you can keep <laughs> the glass to yourself, Houston. Bad wow. luck might rub off or something. Wow. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> likes me. Everybody hates me. I think I'm going to go eat some worms. Um, one what? would say the to be trepidation. Dice. <laughs> just you all are terrible. I say a line, I go into my read. That means shut the fuck up and don't stomp all over me. But again, I got to remember, he just got back. He's still fucking feeling all feisty. No, it's not that. It's uh, what you're about to read. That got me feisty. Okay, can I then at least read it? Thank you. One always uh, always says to be uh, trepidatious when declaring someone champions in October. But it's clear there's a lot wrong with the competitors for the top flight of the table and not the one that's currently at the top. Brighton 3, Tottenham 0, Wolverhampton 2, Manchester City 0, Liverpool 2, Leicester 1. If Newcastle is a dumpster fire, Sam, and Man U is a shit show, then what the actual fuck are Spurs? A bad team. I've been saying it for as long as we've been doing the show. Really? Uh, Get it out of the way. That was a terrible injury to Larice. Yes, absolutely. It was a terrible decision from Larice as well. Should yeah. have just tipped over the bar. Yep. Instead, he didn't, 
ended up dislocating his elbow, and we still don't know how long he's going to be out for. Mm-hmm. Never want to see somebody go down. That's horrible. Uh, you know, that sucks. However, seeing Tottenham 1 0 down after two and a half minutes was fantastic. That was all Brighton, too. Yep. It wasn't like Tottenham ever got a foothold in the game. And, no. and, and losing your goalie shouldn't affect you that much. I just think it was them not being prepared as a side. Yeah, I would, I would completely agree with that. Um, Neil Mope got that first one from the tap in. But Gazaniga, who came in, uh, then spilled one from mm-hmm. close range again. Uh, and allowed the teenager Aaron Connolly to uh, turn in that rebound. Yeah, the um, Irish lad getting two. Uh, full beard at 19 as well. <laughs> yeah. Man after me own heart, that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then he scored again in the second half after cutting inside. All, I mean, all around it was a weak display from Tottenham. Um, the possession was actually about even. Uh, and in terms of shots on target, Brighton doubled them up. And Tottenham were near full strength besides obviously losing Larice in the first couple of minutes. They were near full strength side. Um, I'm not, I'm kind of confused about some of the team selection from Maurizio Pochettino with Sissoko playing at right back. Kyle Walker Peters wasn't even in the side. Yeah, um, I, it's just odd. I I really don't know what to make of it. I don't know if there's some sort of bad blood there. If there, you know, but if you had a proper right back in there, I feel like there was a lot of space down the Brighton wings because mm. um, two central players were actually playing in those wide positions, and Aaron Moy. Um, and I forget who's on the other side, but they tended to pinch in. And so you had freedom to run down the wings and yeah. they just never used it. And, and Moy's more of a central guy anyway. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Player. But they played him out of position and he was naturally just pinching inside. Right. So you had that freedom, but it was Musa Sissoko there. Not there, a proper right back. So I don't know that he was looking for that space. You know what I mean? There was a point of time. I'm telling you, it was for 45 seconds. I, I rewound it and timed it where Brighton is passing the ball around the pitch, and the fans are doing the, hey, 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 with every single touch, and they were doing that for 45 seconds. This is not what a team battling for the bo- battling to stay out of the bottom does against a team that's supposed to be battling for a fucking title. They ran him off the field. It brought a joyous tear to me, I to be honest, watching that. <laughs> I'm sure it um, did. No, but seriously, I, there's something. I said this a few weeks ago. Uh, there's something going on at Spurs that in the dressing room that we can't see. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know if Pochettino <laughs> thinks he's taking this team to the max. I don't know if Spurs, if the players feel like, you know, t- tired of listening to this guy. You know, we need some fresh ideas, some newer ideas. If a couple of players had their head turned in the summer and they're just not giving it their all, they're just not into it because they really wanted to leave and they didn't get that move, at that point, you got to be professional, right? So I, I don't know what it is, but there's something that's not being reported. There's something that we don't know. And it's an underlying issue that is causing this team to not even give a shit. Their effort, they were completely lackadaisical. Yeah, didn't care at all. It was horrible. No, and this is this three 0 to Brighton was after the seven uh, seven two demolition yeah. by Bayern Munich and former Arsenal player Serge Gnabry. Ten goals who, in one week, right? And Serge Gnabry now has as many goals as Harry Kane does after one game at the new stadium than Harry Kane does in his all the time there. I know you've Just, seen the memes that made you very happy. Gotta slide that in, but yeah, it, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. I I don't know what it is, but may, maybe he just can't motivate them anymore. It's um. He, not even just him motivating someone. Who on the field? 
I mean, come on, Harry, you're supposed to be this talismatic leader. Right, where's the leadership? Yeah. Why isn't someone, anyone, going up to the their fellow players, grabbing them by the jersey, and yelling at them? Well, isn't screaming for, at them, what the fuck are you doing isn't out Isn't Vertonghen in the final year of his contract? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Outer Vireld's in the final year of his contract. Maybe yeah. Vertonghen's is his last two. Um, Eric Dyer started for the first time in a long time because of the injury he had, the the illness he was dealing with. Yeah, it was maybe appendicitis or something. He, I think he had to have surgery uh, or a hernia. It was something like that. Anyway, but he started for the first time in a while. Why why not go for wings? Yeah, you know where where was Ndombele really? Uh, pair him with a player he's never played with before. Brighton away. I don't know not about a smart that. Idea. I, I just I don't get it. It, there was a, a lot of things that just didn't make a lot of sense to me, and those were Pochettino's decisions. And then you look at the players' demeanor; they just they didn't give a shit. Brighton, who can barely score goals in general, scored three, doubled you in shots, just chances. Yeah, they doubled you up, and you're supposed to be the third best team in England, a Champions League finalist three months ago. Come on, yeah. there's something else going on there that we don't know about, and something's got to change quick. I would be worried if I was Poch. And I think he might get to the point where he leaves before they fire him. Really? If okay. it continues, yeah, because all he's doing is damaging his own stock. Right. They're talking about him maybe taking over at Manchester United, you know, potentially now, and fixing that situation. I mean, did he feel like he needs to just completely ruin it at Tottenham before going to Manchester United so he no, feels well, I, I think uh, justified in the move? I think part of the problem was I think he wanted more players. Right. I think he wanted more investment in the squad in the summer, and he only got in Dombele. Yeah, but also— And welcome, they sold Kieran well, Trippier— so if you got Kyle Walker-Peters, there was no report that I saw that said he was injured. Mm. He's the only natural right back or wing back in that side, mm -hmm. and they decided to go with Sissoko instead. And I saw no injury report that said Walker-Peters was out due to an injury or illness. But I also say, welcome to Tottenham. You know this coming into the job. You know you know, know this is not a team that's going to spend money. You know Opening this. that stadium and, and paying for it and having the NFL pay off the other half of it for you, yeah. I feel like... That you should have had some money to spend. And with your Champions League money qualifying for the Champions League again, you got a little bit of credit with the financial fair play. Right. That you should have been able to attract some people. And a year after the champion the summer after the Champions League final, do you think anybody now looking at the situation is gonna want to come? That yeah. was the summer to invest. Right. Nobody's hey, look, come next you could summer. be part of this. You could kick us over the edge. You could help us win a first trophy in eleven years or ten years, whatever it is. Yeah, and you could have that trophy be the Champions League. You could help us do this. Look what Pep did. City hadn't done shit but win a Premier League. They they attracted a boatload of people, including Pep himself. Right, true. Right? So this was the summer for Tottenham to say, hey, we're a great, you know, a great proposition for you to come and stake your name and you'll be able to get in the side, you know, blah, 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 blah. They already broke their wage structure with Harry Kane and Ndombele, you know, both on around one hundred and fifty to 200000 a week. So they've already they've already ripped up their wage their wage structure. So what fucking go for it? Why not? Yeah. Now uh, I mean now I'm loving watching them fall apart. It's fantastic for me as an Arsenal supporter. But if I was a Spurs supporter or a neutral, what the fuck are they doing over there? Yep. So um, moving on to City, um, City's best defender is a holding midfielder currently. <laughs> Did you see the double save he made? Yeah. The slide and then the yeah. rebound from a seated position. He yeah. edited it out for a throw in. Fucking brilliant. Tough, <laughs> tough, love that. tough loss, you know, for, for City. But the huge difference right there is, is at least in the case of City, despite the loss, you at least saw a team that put forth effort and tried. Like, 
you know, Tottenham, there was nothing. And, you know, Wolves did it right. They they put them on their heels early. They had a couple of, I mean, they're they're unlucky to not be up at halftime against City because they had three or four fast Oh, they fast had a couple breaks. of chances. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Jimenez was in and for whatever reason was reluctant to shoot. Um, and Ederson recovered. Fernandinho recovered the one time we talked about and then got the rebound also. Um, they had a fair few chances. And uh, there was, I think, one of them early on was also Otamendi's fault. Yeah. As we got to the second half, um, later in the first half, early in the second half, City did start to turn the screw, and they did start to assert themselves. Rui Patricia was forced into two or three magnificent saves. Yeah. Um, and they that, just couldn't get the ball in the net. They just which could, is, right. Which they is the post, exactly the once. problem they yeah. had against Wolves the last time. Correct. Wolves at home last year played them really tough. It ended up being a 2-2 draw, but they played them really tough. Patricia made some big saves, kept right. them in the match. I also think they hit the post uh, uh, or the crossbar <laughs> in that uh, Yeah, Silva that, had a free kick in that, that he time put, frame. Off, yeah, 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 put yeah. off the post. Exactly. Um, but then it came to Adama Traore in space. And the first one... Otamendi dove in for no reason. Oh yeah, and and this is this is where the old Wiley defender is going to have a moment. Either you win the ball, or you take the man down. Yeah, one gets past you. Not both. Not both. Yeah, and he dove in like a sissy, and missed both ball yeah. and man. If that ball's going to get by you, you crack him. You crack you, him. You see your red, you take and the you card. walk off yeah. the field. Absolutely. In that situation, the 80th minute, you don't knowing, give up the goal. Knowing you're down 2-1, you either get the ball or you put your shoulder in his chest and you lay him out. Yeah, put him on the deck. Take your. I think he had a defender trying to recover, so it might not have been a red. You yeah. know what I mean? You have, to, you have to do something to stop this attack. With only 10 minutes left and as good as City is, you should have been committed to the cause. But he wasn't. How about Triori finally doing what we've all thought he could do? Uh, two brilliant finishes. Yeah, two great fast breaks, showed his speed, showed his size, his yeah. ability to not get knocked off the ball. We've been talking well, about him he, forever. He, Hell, we were talking about him when he was back with Sunderland. We would talk about him. For man. the second goal, yeah. he ran past um, Fernandinho. When he picked yeah. that ball up, he ran past Fer, uh, Fernandinho like he was standing still. Uh, also, in defense and then, of Fernandinho, he's, what, a well, 35-year-old Brazilian, which yeah, but means he had, he's really a 45-year-old Brazilian. I mean, he had three or four yards to get ready for it as yeah. well. But then Triore looked up and was like, oh, shit, I've already done this once today. Let me do it again. Yep. And just, just put the same exact spot. It was like a yep. carbon copy of the goal. Oh, it was the exact same It was goal. absolutely Both brilliant. Both goals were the yeah. exact same goal. 100% the same goal and two little wolves and well done to him. No fucking defense, man. There's they, they legitimately, they don't have a defense. They're going to be excited when John Stones comes back for crying out loud. Uh, City looks like they have arsenalitis. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good call. Everyone's Absolutely. excited about them going forward, but defensively, they look like absolute shite. And, you know, okay, so... so it, obviously, I know they're better than us. Yeah, I'm just... Course. You get my point. I mean, I, it was like Arsenal five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and now, and three years ago, and seven years ago. Oh, <laughs> uh, Sam, you got to hear your own your own voice in your ears. You fucking loved that, I'm I sure. did. I did. You're over there rubbing yourself probably. I did. I'm about to spew glory all over the net. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to remember to uh, have her isolate that one, the spew glory all over the net. I need it from her, though. Yeah. Oh, that, no, no, no. We can go back yeah, and, and no, we gotta go isolate get that hers. One, yeah. That was very fun. That needs to definitely be a button, no <laughs> doubt about it. You know what else needs to be is the button that we didn't just hit. No, you can just know. What? Talk. I was just saying I wrote it down. All right. Good. 
You know, that Note needed to taken. be that needed to be interrupted. <laughs> Hit the fucking mute button, woman. Jesus. So um, here's here's the issue that that's going to be the problem now for City is now they're in a situation where they have to absolutely have to take six points from uh, Liverpool. Now you got to beat them both times. You want any chance at the title? You got to beat them. You have to beat them. But then I mean, where's they, the? They didn't have to last season. All they had to do was wait for you to take a wait. Yeah, I know. We don't. We don't. Don't wait on us this year. We're not here to help you. <laughs> exactly. We have, we have our own I mean, fucking problems. No, you're right. I mean, the w- Liverpool. W- we said it last week. I mean, they're they're grinding out results as you would see a team do in March as they yeah. walked into the title in May. Yeah. This is a scary. They're they're already just fucking taking care of business. They're not switching off. They're not doing any of that. They're just. We got to go out here, and by any means necessary, we're going to win this game. Yeah. And we'll talk about it in a minute. Obviously, the Mane pen, uh, penalty, I think, was a little bit soft. I can see why it was given. Tramshamocrity. But I do think it was a bit soft. Um, I think in the center of the park, I don't know that that's a foul, Yeah, to be honest. Yeah. But anyway, um, but yeah, for, City, but City's for, going to need to turn the style on. And the way their back line's playing, Liverpool's front three is going to rip them apart. Great. So like, City comes out the next game, and I mean, I'm sorry, Brad and Palace goes and beats them 8 nothing. Okay. Well, then what about the next fucking game? Like, they, it's just, they got to be able to turn it on and keep it on. And if it's not working, figure out a way to get a goal. Like, very simple. Wolves packed it in and said, we dare you. Right. And, and they attacked at the goal, but they couldn't get anything off. And when they, were trying to take, when they tried to take shots, everybody was so pushed into the box that if a defender got a block on it, it bounced out about 20, 25 yards out, and a Wolves player would just run onto it because they'd all be forward. There yep. was just, you know, is it maybe crack a few shots from the outside, try you to loosen to them draw, up. And, draw them out a little and, bit. But there was, there was just nothing. There was nothing. No. And that's got to be looking at it and, and now going into, you know, let's go ahead and start to talk a little bit about Liverpool winning 2-1. to one. You have a team that's clearly firing on all cylinders, um, is very aware of what happened last year, and is going to in in and right now looks like there's no way the way they're not going to win the title. Unfortunately, right. I uh, dubbed this game the dentist's derby. Ah, uh, the guy that never goes to the dentist and the one that goes <clears throat> twice a week. The one that has bright shiny veneers, <laughs> and the other one who looks like World War Three in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, um. So in the in this game, both teams really did start well. There were chances either side. Uh, but I think Leicester would have been a, uh, would have been the happier of the two sides in those opening exchanges. That th- I think they had more clear cut chances, um, and I think they were starting to turn the screw against Liverpool a little bit. Uh, Liverpool then second week in a row, Liverpool did not look very good on the pitch. Correct, and it, but in typical Liverpool fashion, despite all of Leicester's chances, they were the ones that found the back of the net first uh, through Mane after Johnny Evans. It was a great ball down that left side. Johnny Evans yep. stretched for it, couldn't get to it, and. Just put Mane two, three steps in front of him, um, or behind him, rather, towards the goal. Uh, and Mane t- cut in well and finished well near post. you got to think that Casper Schmeichel wants that one back because it looked like it flew right over his right shoulder near post. Yeah, he could have had that. Um, James Madison came back from injury, mm-hmm. uh, which was nice to see. Uh, and he scored after a delightful pass from Iosi Perez um, uh, after they had both traded blows again mm-hmm. uh, for a long stretch. Uh, and then we spoke about it. Mark Albrighton bringing down Mane, uh, touching Mane in the box, and Mane going down. Yeah. Um, VAR confirming the penalty. Um, 
again, he went down soft. I can see why it was given. Um, and this again, we draw attention to it. It's a fine line between a dive, which I kind of now I'm starting to contextualize as no contact at all. Right. And basically what taking a charge is in basketball. Yeah. You feel a little bit of contact to draw attention to yourself. You hit the deck. Yeah, because you, feel, if, you feel the touch go down. How many times have we seen proper fouls that you don't fall over for that the ref just doesn't fucking call? Right, holds up his arms and gives you advantage because right. he thinks even though you're stumbling over your own two feet and the ball's in front of you, you still have control. And never calls it back, you know, <laughs> even after you lose it or you shoot wide or what yeah. have you. So I could see why it was given. I'm not mad at Mane for going down. I don't think it was a blatant dive, yeah, necessarily. I would, I would expect any one of my guys to do it. You would expect any one of Absolutely. your guys to do it. Absolutely. It, it's, but it's hard because there's no fine line here. Yeah. You know but what I mean? Was, but if, it's soft. It's soft. It's very soft. It was I, exceptionally soft. I, I completely agree with that. I mean, so was Aubameyang's against Tottenham yeah. earlier in the year. I yeah. completely agree with that where he missed uh, the actual penalty. I agree with that. I'm not saying that, but I, I think we've reached a level now where if you don't go down, you're not going to get the call. So that's going to leave a little bit of gray area where if I feel contact, I'm going to hit the deck. So um, I'm going to just use this as a teaser. We're not going to really discuss it right now to go into next week. So next week's international break, we are going to do, do a show just simply titled Fuck VAR. We are going to bitch about VAR nonstop because we're trying not to do it on this show. So we're going to do one show where we drink a bunch of Bucky, get nice and shit-faced drunk, and and sing this the entire time. And maybe we talk a we'll little. We'll also talk about it. And But um, David Silva in the Wolves City game, inside the box, gets stepped on his foot. Yeah, I believe it was Dino calling that game. Doesn't blow the whistle. I think it was Mike Dean. <laughs> Doesn't blow the whistle. In Liverpool and Leicester... Mane gets barely touched. He does get hit on the foot. He gets barely touched. No more or less than what happened to Silva. The referee does blow the whistle. Here is the ultimate inherent problem with VAR. VAR is afraid to tell a ref they're doing it wrong. Why? Because it's one of the refs on their off week in the booth calling the VAR. They are not going to call against their refs. They don't want to hurt their feelings. And because of that, you have two different styles of games being played, and it does affect the overall game. This is why I say the referee himself, the VAR should alert him to a potential issue, and like in the World Cup, he should run over to the screen, and for objective decisions, I'm sorry, subjective decisions, he should be looking at the screen himself and deciding. Yeah. For objective decisions, such as offside which yes is annoying that could be handled by the booth no problem oh by the way you know who was working the uh booth this weekend who's that everybody's favorite friend oh kevin friend was kevin in the friend booth? was in the booth this weekend all right so i've got uh actually craig paulson being the referee for city wolves okay very good and liverpool is right here. Scroll down. Chris Cavanaugh. Okay, got it. But wow, Dino was the fourth official, though. Oh, uh, heard. Uh, he's Dino probably talking bench. in his ear. Yep. So, <laughs> oh, you got to give that. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna step away from that. But and like I said, we're gonna put a pin in it. Let's talk more VAR next week. Um, but there's clear and obvious problems with it. So oh, yeah. we also want all of you guys to send us your thoughts on it as well. Give us games, I mean, things you think the, about. Part but. of the biggest problem for me is, and we'll talk about this in depth, but we've been practicing with this in the FA Cup for two years. 
think we'd have a good so idea of what think, the fuck and, we're doing. Then there were some English refs at the at the World Cup, right? Yep. So they did it. So I don't understand why there's so many growing pains. Now let's, like I said, let's get back so, into yeah. It. So you know, yeah. email us what you think, and we'll uh, we'll all talk about so it. So Liverpool, they can't seem to do no wrong right now. I mean, it feels. I, I mean, I I hate it. I hate it, but this feels like a team of destiny. <laughs> it looks that way at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, I mean they 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 are finding ways to win that aren't the normal Liverpool style, and if they continue to do that, what I do like though, stoppage time. Wiley old James Milner, mm-hmm. Stone Cold Heart. Oh, yeah. Sends Casper Schmeichel the wrong way. Yep. I like seeing the old people with the experience do what they got to do, you know, mm-hmm. and good on them for that. I mean, just as a sports <coughs> generalization, there's um, I like seeing the guys at the tail end of their careers being trusted to for the big moments, and that felt like a big moment, you know, and um, we were tagged in a meme, actually. It says, when Liverpool wins the league in October... And it had Jurgen Klopp doing his three fists to the yep. cop. Obviously, they had a bigger lead after Christmas last year yeah. and fucked it up. Yep, so I, Liverpool Nation wouldn't get too excited yet if yeah. I were y'all. Um, you know, I, I mean, trust me, I'd love to see him bottle it up and uh, and screw it up. But I also, uh, you know, part of me, okay, go ahead and just finally fucking win one. Win one and be done with it. Just get it over with. Get it over with, because you're eventually going to win one. So fucking win this one, be over with it, and then and then we can all fucking forget about you again. Mel, you heard it here yeah. first. Sam wants Liverpool to win the title. Yeah, you fucking read into it whatever <laughs> you want. But, I mean, again, looking back, who, who's going to fucking take the title from them? Well, who's going to take the title from them? It would them? have to be City, obviously. I mean, we're not going to catch them. That we're, you know, we can't sustain any sort of regular form. Tottenham, you know the problems that are, I mean, we don't know the problems that are there, but we can visibly see that there are problems that yeah. are there. It ain't going to be Leicester. Um, I think that Sochuyu, or the, the Turkish defender they have, mm-hmm. I think he's, um, I think he's good. I think he's going to be very good in two years. I think he'll be world-class. Manchester United will probably pay $150 million for him in two um, years. But I also think, let's just quickly touch on to the Foxes. This is a top four side, at least the way they're playing. It very right well now, could be. If, this if is a top Chelsea, four side. Arsenal, and Tottenham can't figure their shit out, it could be a third place side. Yeah, they're they're that they good. look solid. They're, yeah, they're they that definitely good. look solid. They have a clear plan. They have a clear identity, and they go and play to their strengths, which is what we said under Puel they didn't do. Yeah, um, and it now seems like under old gnarled gnarled Snaggletooth that uh, they figured it out. Yep. I don't know why I couldn't figure out the word gnarly. It was pretty tough for you. So, <laughs> two rebuilding projects, but only one seems to be actually rebuilding. Chelsea 4, Southampton 1, Newcastle 1, Manchester United 0. You couldn't even fucking win that game, could you, man? You? But first, <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about uh, Chelsea. Um, all the young guns looking good. hudson Adoy is uh, back. I yeah. mean, I wor- I wor- as an American, I do worry for Christian Pulisic. Willian scored last week, uh, played well in this game. Hudson Adoy's now back, played well in this game. Yeah. Even Mitzi Bashiwai got a goal. Yeah. Pulisic um, is gonna be for is a, gonna be a sub right now at best. For a for a wide man slash forward, you gotta and Mason Mount obviously, you know, doing the business. You gotta worry about Pulisic's uh chances uh in the coming weeks. Now he did come on and get an assist towards the end, but maybe it's gonna be cameos for a while and let him find his legs in a new country in a new yep. system and with the crazy English press. 
Yeah, yeah, but he he is not going to be starting right now. No, I mean you got to think back, and then what happens then when Loftus Cheek gets back healthy too right. as well? I mean you got to think of the last few very successful Americans. Obviously, uh, there was Brad Guzan who got shit on, um, but he was a goalkeeper, so it was a much different kind of shit on. Um, you think of Tim Howard uh, with all the praise he got playing for you all. You think of Landon Donovan, Clint Dempsey. Go back as far as Brian McBride. Um, even positivity coming out about Tim Ream was the only bright spot besides Callum Chambers and Fulham's team last year yep. uh, and, and some of the things that they did. So he's going up against a, a five or six in a row that have gotten high praise from the English press, mm-hmm. and now he's coming in and, and turning in you know, those first few weeks. Kind of shite performances, to be honest. Uh, real quick, uh, shout-out to one Mr. Timmy Howard, who played his final professional game this past Sunday with the Colorado Rapids and is now retired. So happy retirement, good sir. You were... An amazing servant for uh, Everton. More importantly, you're a fucking national goddamn hero. Sorry, Russ. Yep. No, you know what? No, not sorry, Russ. You're a national goddamn hero for our country. Still holds the record for most saves in a World Cup game that at 14 against there. the Belgians in 2014. Yeah, there's there there would there was very little that was going to get by that man. That that entire was World it 2014 Cup. or 2010? Um, 14. Two. It was the Brazilian one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, two ago. Yeah, the Brazilian one. So shout out to him on that. Um, now uh, another little flub up by the Chelsea defense, but that didn't matter. But here's the thing: got to two to one, they responded. Oh yeah. So far this season, when they have the adversity, they normally crumble. They end up drawing, As, yeah. which is what's been happening. Now, now fair now, enough to that. You know, maybe a little growth starting to come out of Frank's well, boys. And Southampton did have a decent start. Um, and Tammy Abraham got that lucky goal uh, where he was just really trying to flick it over the goalkeeper and then run onto it. It just happened to fly into the back of the net. Right. Um, and a very unlucky goal line clearance where it had just crossed the net. I mean, it put his body on the line for the team. Um, and that was very well done from the Southampton defender. It just had already crossed the line. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wonderful near post shot from Mason Mount uh, made it 2 0. And then Danny Ings, with another relatively easy finish, uh, got, like you said, to 2-1. And you started to worry uh, for Chelsea at that point. They um, they kind of just stifled Southampton for a while. They kind of just played within themselves. Let's not yeah. do anything crazy. Let's just relax for a bit. And then grew back into the game and threw a deflected Nkolo Kante shot, uh, went up 3-1. Yeah. And they then found the impetus to completely dominate the game uh, for the rest um, and then Bashuai capped it off, uh, capped off a great win, uh, basically from a, a wonderful Pulisic pass. Huh. A better, a better team beating a bad team is really what it comes down to. Yeah, it, it was, but it was from the young boys, as you said, it yeah. was, it was nice to see them find their composure. <laughs> uh, you know, I just, I obviously I don't like Chelsea. I know yeah. you don't like Chelsea. You don't really have any particular grudge against them, but being yeah, on the London like team, them. yeah, it, it is nice to see somebody taking a chance on some young talent for a change, and. Yeah. You know, we spoke about McNeil when he broke through at Burnley last year. We spoke about, um, obviously, the the two wingbacks for Liverpool when they uh, – Roberts, I think, is a little older, but Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah. We spoke about these young kids coming through, and it's, it is – it's nice to see somebody giving young English talent a chance. Yeah, that normally wasn't the case. They would normally just get loaned out somewhere especially in the championship. Especially at Chelsea. Yeah, especially at Chelsea. Yeah. So it's nice to see that the, their three best players are young Englishmen. So in the case of the dumpster fire versus the shit show, dumpster fire wins. Love seeing two brothers play. Yeah. First brothers for Newcastle since Shola and Sammy Amiobi. 
Yeah, let's, two club legends. Let's let's face it. That's really that's really the only story because uh, the the rest of this game by itself was a really drab affair. The younger brother was on his debut too. Yep, beautiful. Yep, and uh, Steve Nine, Bruce, nineteen year old on his debut. And Steve Bruce used to play for Man U. First ah. time in twenty three attempts as a manager that he's beaten them. No shit. Yeah. So good on him. Um, uh, actually, Maddie hit the crossbar in the first half also. Yep. Uh, Almiron looked dangerous, but again, he needs to find that finishing touch. He's got to score a goal here eventually. He's, something's got to give for him. I mean, he's playing fairly well. There's but lots he, of talent. He's fast. Oh he's good goodness. on the ball. He changes the game. The problem is, is he doesn't know how to put it in the back of the fucking net. Yeah, I don't and know. He scored like a lot for Atlanta in a season yeah, for Atlanta, a lot. and he's had good chances that he yeah. just has fluffed. Just he, it just hasn't been mental good. block for him Again, right now. Uh, Saint Maximin, um, the Frenchman with the wild hair uh, on the left <laughs> side. Yep, played very well again. Uh, running at people and and just looked didn't think the occasion got to him one bit. You know, was just ready to take players on and made a lot happen. Um, but I think he should have had a goal or two as well, cutting inside uh, and shot wide a few times. Um, finally, United woke up a little bit, but a long-range effort from Pereira was uh, all to really speak of until Harry Maguire had a free header that he squandered. I think that yeah. price tag might be floating over his head a little too much. I haven't been particularly impressed with him uh, <laughs> since he made the move. Uh, I mean, but what what is a center back supposed to do? You know, it's he scored a couple of goals for Leicester, but he influenced more games than he didn't. Right. And right now, he's not even influencing games. Oh. They're just they're getting their shit kicked out of him. I, I don't want to give too much defense to it, but uh, to to him in particular. But like, let's go ahead and take the example that everybody's going to use is Van Dyke. Well, Van Dyke actually had pieces around him. Like, I mean, that's fair enough. McGuire doesn't comparing... have any pieces around him. Right. He's got he's got a 56 year old. Uh, wearing the captain's armband, playing out on the one side. Yeah, but he had a 38-year-old in Johnny yeah. Evans. Yeah, it I just, mean, it, it just not, it, it, there's just nothing going and right back there. In footballing terms, they're the same age. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, saving tackles from DeAndre Yedlin, good to see him fit again. Great to see him Obviously, as again. an American. Um, and then a man-of-the-match performance for me from Fabian Schar. He was excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, cleared one off the goal line, and actually... Um, little twinkle toes up there uh following a corner to keep possession for newcastle mm-hmm. sidestepping one or two man U players it was it was pretty good to see do you think uh brucey's gonna go ahead and stick with the younger lineup now i think he's gonna have to it? at this point let him let him fail first yeah let let the vets let the vets come in when there's a when there's a hardship yeah, or a bump I mean, in the road yeah they weren't doing anything to begin with i mean we've been laughing at them for the last six weeks yeah well so, that they keep playing john joe shelby and john joe shelby doesn't like to defend yet he's put it defensive midfielder all I'd love to see is that old Jetro Willems got a got an assist out there. Yep, good old and, Jetro. Uh, he pulled back for old 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 Matty Longstaff and <laughs> Matty Longstaff put it in pretty good, didn't he? You are really proud of yourself, I aren't am. you? You're like a that. thespian, aren't you? <laughs> now, um, one thing worth noting: uh, Saint <laughs> James' his name is Jetro Williams. <laughs> uh, Saint James Park not sold out. No. Uh, I, well, to be honest, I mean, you're basically watching Newcastle play a championship side. So. Oh, damn. <laughs> Drop the gauntlet. Uh, did get some good feedback from Ray. Oh, yeah? What yeah. did Ray have Fuck to say? Fuck Man United. <laughs> very great, uh, very, very great feedback. Rounding up the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Aston Villa 5, Norwich 1, Arsenal 1, Bournemouth 0. 
Crystal Palace 2, West Ham 1, fucking over both of our bets. Yep. Watford nil, Sheffield United nil, and Burnley, Burnleying Everton 1 nil. Um, so, Sam, real quick, quick, Sam, eyes with me. We are doing Aston Villa Norwich first. No, Norwich I checked. First. I, I checked this no, week. No, 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 shut your mouth. I want to make sure everything's right. I don't want you to go talking about other games. No. Arsenal one, Bournemouth nil, number two. Number three, Crystal Palace, okay? Number four is the Watford draw, and number five is Burnley and Everton. Do you understand it now? Got it, Dick. Okay, very good. Just need to keep an eye on you because clearly you weren't fucking paying attention last week. So I didn't read your rundown, and I put the games in my order, and the scores were the scores in a row, and I saw 2-2, so I just started talking shit. All righty. So (laughs) welcome to the Prem Villains. Woo! Man, that was fun. Welcome back. That was awesome. Jack Grealish finally getting off the mark was great. The only downside, I'd say, is the Tyrone Mings goalkeeper mix-up for the Norwich goal. Other than that, they played a perfect... uh, Wesley should have had a hat trick, missed the penalty. Oh, yeah. oh he that sucks. On that. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, it was a good save from the Norwich goalkeeper. And he did have a he did a, a good follow through. <laughs> yeah, and the Norwich goalkeeper saved it oh, again. Yeah, that guy. Um, was so that was fine. How many how many times do you see that though, where t- somebody's on t- on a brace and there's a penalty and they're not a normal penalty taker? Yeah, fair and enough. And you put them up there, and how many times does that person blow it? Fair enough. Almost every time. Yeah, I mean that's true. Robert Perez never did, but I I, get, I take your point. As an old Arsenal player, uh, uh, we we know that we know <laughs> we know you're going to take any opportunity and bring it back to your pro Arsenal agenda. We know this. <laughs> Correct. I gotta say it was tough in the Houston household because while that game was going on, I'm in the bedroom watching on the iPad. I can hear him cussing and screaming from the living room because both games were played at the same time. Yeah. So I had to keep my celebrations to a minimum. That would that would be until the goal was scored. And guess what happened when the goal was scored? Well, I mean, we'll get to the Everton game you soon enough. the chickens. I stopped talking. I shut up. I just watched mm-hmm. the rest of the game and went, okay, well, that's yeah, how it's going to go. I had to go out and check them a couple of times. Yeah, so. Damn. Um, well, anyway, the first goal, Wesley had great movement, balance, and composure. Kind of befuddled the defense, Got found a half a yard, yep. took it off his chest, took an extra touch to take another defender out of it, and then fired home. Um so that was good to see from him. Uh, and then, really, I mean, Jack Grealish's goal was a lot harder than it looked on television. Right. But not a lot really to talk about there. What I'd like to talk about is Douglas Louise. Yeah. <laughs> Stand up and be counted, son. <laughs> what a goal. <laughs> <laughs> it was too bad it was the fifth, wasn't it? Yep. I think it was the last one. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the, the arc... The ba- it was little gorgeous. Curve, oh, just yeah. You could have held it in the corner any better than that. Textbook. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Um, it was brilliant. I mean, all the physics. All of the physics. So good. Neil deGrasse Tyson got a boner from that goal. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So so Villa, you know, good good on Villa. Looks like they are finally getting comfortable into their role here in the in the Prem again. Uh, Norwich, since beating... There's a problem there. Beating City. Now, granted, I know they're thin. I know they're injured, but... Still, they were thin and injured when they beat City. So what they yeah, say? Four, yeah. F- yeah. yeah, that's a bullshit. I saw someone trying to do that on Twitter. That's a bullshit excuse. Didn't they say four or five of their players were like playing with painkilling injections? Yeah, and so all sorts what? of stuff. They, I mean, same thing last week. Every p- listen, if you've ever played sports, and I've obviously never played at this level, but even in high school, I'd have to pop four or five Tylenol before a game just so I could keep my place in the team. Yeah, you know, in college. 
I've had to do stuff. I've played with a pa- an entire roll of tape, a pound of tape on my body. Yeah, you just like you get you through do, it. You get through it. You figure it out. And I don't think that it's an, that it's an excuse. If you if you can't go, then you, if you're going to hurt your team, then sit the fuck down. Because I'd rather take an 18 year old at 100 percent than a 26 year old veteran at 40 percent. Right. Precisely. And if you're going to use this to fall back on as an excuse then let's hope everybody heals up for the championship next season. Yeah. Because it's a longer and much more grueling season. Yeah, hope, hope, you're, that, he- hope you're healed for that. That's a fucking scapegoat. I, I think we're starting to see the Norwich side that I thought we were going to see. I thought we were going to see a team that was going to have glimpses of brilliance as far as offense would go, but ultimately would struggle in the league. And I think we're finally seeing that. Yep. And, um, you know, I think we're starting to see that, too, in the case of Sheffield, which we'll get to in a moment. But uh, your game, Arsenal, uh, Bournemouth. Um, I, I mean, other than the goal, again, kind of a drab affair. Really, well, the, like the it opening, started lively. The opening exchanges were great. As we said, it looked like. Bournemouth away from home. They were going to sit back a little bit and then try to counterattack. And then we would be shaky at the back and all that would happen. Right. And we had an early try to play out from the back fuck up that luckily this week didn't result in a goal. So that was all, you know, well and good and kind of to plan, to be honest. Uh, and then the most Brazilian header of all time. Jogged up to it, a little mm-hmm. samba on the way. Kind of jumped up, just kind of flicked a little and bit. The hair flopped yeah. with it as well, and caught everyone fucking wrong footed and dribbled into the far corner. Yeah, where you just, could, just oh fuck yeah. off. It was just like you know, you went one way and then he kind of flicked it around you and then you fell over and you're like, you got to be fucking shitting me. I mean, it was a, a very Brazilian header. Oh, it's one. Of, it's uh, one of those ones as a goalie where you get tree trunked. Your yeah. feet get something in the ground, uh-huh. and you just slowly watch it roll in, and you're, you're like, just like, I can just I, dive. Oh, come, d- please move. D- dive, yeah. please. Can I, d- you just watch it, and you're just like, you just throw your arms Son back, and your shoulders go down, <laughs> and you're like, fuck. Yeah. It was, and, and I don't know if it's because the poor defensive start we've had, but the spirit seemed to be good. The entire team, apart from Burt Leno, piled on top of David Luiz. Good. And that can only be positive, right? Because in his total time at Chelsea, he gave away four penalties over the two stints. Mm-hmm. He had already given up two so far this season in the first eight games. Right. And he missed the first one. Got to so, let, let him know he's loved. Let right. him know he's loved. And let him know he's part of the team. Let him know he's, he's there. Correct. And so that, for me, looked good. Yeah, that's good. Um, and a positive sign. We still have defensive issues. Albeit we kept a clean sheet. I'll take that. And maybe we can build from it. But there were still some things that I'd like to see change. Second half, Bournemouth had an opportunity that they could, they should have put away. Correct, absolutely should have put away. I think we need to sit Nicholas Pepe. Yeah, that's. I'm not going to disagree with that. Take him, take him. I, not. I don't think we should drop him. I don't think we should loan him out. I'm not like some of the crazy Arsenal nation I've seen on the internet. Hey, Mel, been- this is what I've been talking about. We have Emery out. We have Pepe out. We have three hashtags trending on on Twitter that are anti our players at the moment from right. our own fans. So what I would say is is my point is is that Pepe is in a new country, new language, different style of football, different system, different pressure and the press is a rabid animal. Yeah. I think for 2 weeks sit him, take him out of the firing line, give him 2 weeks of training with no criticism. Let him just wake up in the morning eat his fucking eggs, and not have to read three pages of shit talked about him. Let him come back in against a weak opponent, and let's see what the fuck happens. And I guarantee you, he'll score an open play goal. 
Yeah, let yeah, just let him let him grow into it, and he'll 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 get there. And the other key thing too is, hey, look, Arsenal fans, you got to realize you are locked into this guy for the long haul. You are paying for this guy over for the next five, six years. You're like, yeah, so you need to get used to him. And you need to give him oh, a little yeah. support. And you need to realize it's like, I mean, <laughs> we got one of those new American middle class uh, seven year car loans. You don't you so don't we can hear buy cars us, we can't afford. You don't hear us booing um, um, Moise Ken. Everybody says the same thing. Ah, oh, he's nineteen. He's got to grow into the position. He's gonna, you know, he's got to learn. He's got to learn this country. It's just different. It's okay. Well, it, how does that not apply for a twenty-four-year-old who's, you know, correct? You know, well, what, what five years suddenly makes a difference? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Not coming to the prem. It's just different. So, and as we said earlier, uh, don't know how we're doing it, but after you know f- three or four shitty performances in a row. We find ourselves a point behind City in third place. I know. Holy crap. Sitting in third place right now. But I think we're still nine points shy of Liverpool. Like, there's no chance. There's no chance of the title, and I'm not saying that. Right. We find ourselves in a good position, but I wonder if it's just now we're looking at the best of the rest starting at third. Right. Yeah. Could you know be. What I mean? cur- currently, yes, that could be the situation. Now, because really, we talked about it before, there's the top two. Then there's third through six, typically. Uh, obviously, Manchester United shit in the bed. Crystal Palace are going to lose that place uh, eventually. Um, and then there's seventh on, right? Cool. We um, agree on that? Yep. Yeah. You just answered my question going into the next uh, next game. Is Palace for real? No. I mean, <coughs> quite, I'm, I'm sorry, Brad. Quite simply, no, they're not. I'm I'm amazed they're figuring out a way to do it, considering that the season started kind of in turmoil for them with with will or won't they keep Saha? They didn't really spend any money. They sold Basaka. Like well, it I'm just seemed say like what's part of the going to happen. I'm going to say there's part of the problem. I think Saha is going to leave in January. I yeah. think somebody somebody like Manchester United is going to be like, "Fuck, what do we do? We're still in 12th." And Palace, here's 120 million for somebody we know costs 35. And they're going to buy him to fix it. Yeah, cuz we need it now. And he and, got shut out at Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I stand by everything I said on Twitter. Even though I got scolded for com- for talking to people, mm-hmm. it was a drab ass game, uh, Manchester United Newcastle, and the quality of football was worse than us and Man United, which I said was shit. Agree, <coughs> agree. Thank Fair you. Fair enough. So, um, West Ham outside of the uh, outside of the um, you know beating Manchester United lately, it's been a couple of draws, a cup loss, this loss. So. I feel like they're not taking advantage of the opportunities that they should be getting right now. Well, I think Declan Rice was, again, unfortunate to... um, Declan Rice was unfortunate to find his arm in that position. Yeah. Yeah. Where he was... uh, He didn't know anything about it. Yeah. The ball was coming over the top, and it was headed back into him, and he was just kind of turning, trying to keep his balance. Yeah. I think last year... He didn't have time to react to it. I think last year, that's not a pen... VAR this year, it is a pen. Yeah. That being said, the referee did point to the spot immediately. Didn't waste any time. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. Went to the letter of the law, fine. I just feel like that might not be a pen. Okay. Yeah, I agree. He didn't have, I mean, the ball came in from less than a foot away from him as he's turning, right? Yeah. Just trying to keep his balance. I I don't know. Yeah. Who's to, who's to say what a natural arm position is? You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, also, apparently, also on an offensive side, if the ball just grazes you in any way, shape, or form, it's an automatic cam ball if it's in, in direct right. result to a goal. So. so, yeah. So, other than that, I mean, uh, Palace played well. Uh, 
long VAR de- uh, deliberation for Jordan Ayew's goal, checking two different offsides, and they were both spot on. Yeah, well done. Yep. So um, I will say the following. Um, Watford played Sheffield United. I'm going to say that there was only five shots on target in total. I fell asleep during the highlights, but just before I did, Andre Gray should have scored uh, against an open net, uh, but he blazed over in spectacular fashion. I think that about covers it all very well. So <laughs> Now the meat and potatoes. Uh, well, not so much. we got to keep this thing wrangled in. We are going long today. Uh, we got burnley you know, this is what Burnley does. We went to Turf Moor, we went down a man, we got Burnley. But you know what? I'm not going to do this alone. I'm not doing this alone. Let's go ahead to Upside Down World and let's call in our boy uh, Tim, who is our Aussie Everton supporter that you weren't around to do a show with because you were off, you know, like vacationing with your family and not worrying about priorities like this show. Yeah, I uh, I was not here. But I, I, I do need to say... Um, well, I like this background ring? music. Can you let the phone ring? Well, I just, I want to... You can say it in a moment. I'm doing some filler. No, the music's fun. <laughs> it's the only happiness I have in my life. Alan danced when we had the music. Okay. Oh, okay. Dance. <laughs> Get it. Look at you, Night at the Roxbury. That's really terrible. You like that? Uh, no. It's like I'm not, twitching. Not very good at all. All right. Not very good at all. So when he doesn't answer, you're going to wish I filled. Okay, well, go ahead and fill. <laughs> All right, so my thing is, uh, did you know that Ashley Barnes played for Austria? No, I did not. Me either. <laughs> He's English-born, so there must be some sort of grandparentage there um, from Austria. But unlike Josh King from Bournemouth, because uh, that guy was actually born in Norway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So apparently, Ashley Barnes is an Austrian international. Um, Still ringing. It takes a while to get to Australia. Yeah, that's true. We have we actually have to hit four satellites to get there. Do we really, or are you just making? I don't know. I, now with the new tariff, we might have to pay Trump some money to get there. Heard there might be new tariffs on internet signals. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> so hey, hi Tim, how are you? I'm good. How are you going? Uh, I want to jump off a bridge. It's going really well. <laughs> you told me we were getting Tim Cahill on. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, but no. It's, it's an American in Australia, not an Aussie in Australia. Although yeah. although we could use some Tim Cahill right now because at least there'd be There's some. A lot of Tim Cahill, a uh, lot. Uh, some inspiration and life into this side. Um, Sam, I uh, while while I have Tim here, I, I want to say the following: We, you know, we jokingly call um, Newcastle a dumpster fire. We call Manchester United a shit show, and one might want to say, "Hey, what do you call us?" Um, nothing. We don't deserve to be called anything, because in the case of Manchester United, right, they at least were once great, and it's falling apart. So it's a shit show. In the case of Newcastle, it's this crazy fucking owner that's destroying a once popular. No, you shut the fuck up. I'm talking right now. They were also runners up one time. Daddy's got the fucking floor. I say nothing about us because our ownership. Daddy, he dropped the daddy line on you. Fucking mute button. I'm telling you guys right now, we have a good owner. We have an owner that wants to spend money. They he he wants to support this club. It's not like we have some like you know has been manager or a fucking um you know Norwegian phys ed teacher we have this <laughs> we have this kind of good looking charming portuguese guy that's you know perfectly fine we're i'm 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 apoplect i'm i mean i'm i'm ap- apathetic to everything it's like this is a team that just doesn't fucking care 
Team doesn't care. Coach doesn't care. Why should I as a fan care? Why, why, why should I fucking care? This team doesn't uh, seem to want to do anything. They Our coach doesn't want to try new systems. Our players... I'm, I'm watching our, our outside backs go down the field and just put up crosses, and it looks like they're putting up crosses because they were told by their coach to put up crosses. It doesn't even look like they're trying to create anything. Yeah. Tim, welcome. Thank you. Thanks I, for joining us from the other side of the world. Tim, I needed to scream, and I needed someone to fucking hear it. Thank you. Um, I hear you. Yeah, I barely paid attention, so glad you were here. Uh, I do... I just... Real quick, I'm going to say my piece, and then I'll let you two discuss the very um, enticing questions I have laid out for you. <laughs> uh, first, it's very unfortunate for Seamus Coleman. I, you know what? It was it was two professional fouls. It was two yellow cards. It should have been a red. He but he was just, really apologetic both times. The first yeah. one especially. I, that's not he's not that type of player. Oh, he got his leg broken that way. So of course he was. You know, yeah, he was that's, very aware of what yeah. happened. Well, well, I don't know why he makes the second. Um, the second one, the quite second right. I understand yeah, going strange. for the ball, but he didn't need to make that. It's in the middle of the field. Yeah. There's there's cover behind him. It was and, just kind of like, yeah, why did you do that? Well, and really, he just flicked it on. Um, yeah. If he had stayed off of him, he probably could have gathered on the chest and just made it into an attack uh, and, and yeah. started to counter. Um, so with you guys finding yourselves in the relegation zone, just seven points from eight games, I want to know, is it time to bring back Big Sam? Uh, since he's obviously still on the payroll. Uh, I am going to strike that from the record. We are not allowed <laughs> to ever talk about that. Um, that is a season right. of Everton football Good. that I, needs to be put in the lock vault <laughs> and never spoken of again. The um, only the only Big Sam they should bring on to coach the team is the Big Sam talking on the mic right fucking now. <laughs> Allardyce does not exist. Um, how about Alan Pardew? He's available. No? Yeah, no. No? no. All right. I, I, Doesn't tickle yeah. your fancy? Tony Pulis is out mm. of a job. <laughs> what do we? That's a surefire way to go down. What, what do we need here? Oh, uh, and um, Steve McLaren's there. Yeah, no, we Available real, as you well, realize, I think. You could probably you snatch him from QPR. You realize, Big Sam, that we deserve this, right? This is oh, the yeah. level that we're talking at. Like yeah. we're talking about these people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People, people are going. Oh, Jose Mourinho. Why the fuck <laughs> would he want to manage well, us? And lastly, my last point about this game uh-huh. is: should it just be fucking anyone other than Silva? I don't know. You threw your own hat in the ring, mate. Uh, Y'all are desperate. I, I, and I will let you two discuss. Yeah. You know, well, here's my take on it. Here's yeah. my take on it. Here's Please. the thing: like in American sports, uh, football, baseball, all that, managers tend to last a long time, even when they aren't doing well. Because there's no it's relegation, just, you know. Mm. Right? There's no relegation. There's not, you know. And we get this sense that, you know, oh, we'll give them time. We'll give them three years. We'll give them. That does not happen in this league. So when you lose four in a row, you're likely you're 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 on the hot seat, no matter what. It doesn't matter if. If if you get the backing of the board or not, you lose a, you lose four in a row, you're in the hot seat. So there's no reason that you you, you can understand why everybody's talking about this. Of course, um, absolutely. And and there's 52 games that he's played, and this is the time you know 52 games that Narco Silva's been at, and he got fired the last time he had 52 games as a manager. So I mean, there's there's a legitimate and the press in, is totally different. And that was and also your fault. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was also our fault. Yes, it's around Christmas, if I remember correctly. You distracted him from the job he was trying to do. <laughs> I mean, the other thing is you have to look at at 
at the owner trying, and he brought in Marcel Brands. If you if you scrutinize Marcel Brands the same way you do the manager, he he let our best player go. Yeah, who by the way hasn't lost hasn't lost a game for PSG. Um, he sent our best right back, young right back, to the Bundesliga. Yep. Uh, you know, so where, you where he's you successful. Scope, oh yeah. So if you scope down and you're like, you know, and his job of getting young talents and making them shine, like you can't do that at this level in the Premier League. That's not the only thing you do. You've got to have some kind of uh, depth that that you know that you have to. You just you can't you can't just rely on five up and comers from League Two. Yeah. You know. True. Uh, you've got to so. If this is a Silva out type of idea, if he's going to go, then Brands has got to step up his game as well, in a sense. But the other, you have to look, you have to flip the coin as well and say, our two best midfielders are out. Yo, of course. And Gomez, right? Yep. I mean, Gomez finally got the play. Yeah, exactly. But so, so I mean, maybe you're you 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 get that resurgence again. So the Um, and you don't hear you don't hear the players. <laughs> you don't hear the players saying, uh, you know, you know, Silva. They all love this guy. So it's just this dichotomy of like, what are Everton? Well, we're vanilla. We don't even have sprinkles. I guess that's just the go-to defense for teams that lose to Villa. Okay, so um, Sam, I thought you said you were going to be quiet. So anywho, the the notion I. I to, to take something from locally with uh, the Washington Redskins. Uh, yesterday, uh, Jay Gruden after the Thank game. Thank God. <laughs> so yesterday when interviewed, Jay, Jay Gruden said, I'm going to show up Monday. If the key card works, I'm going to go in and do my job. Well, Marco didn't get fired. He, he didn't get fired. And so clearly Marco is going to have the job, and he's going to have it for at least the next couple of weeks with with West Ham and uh, Tottenham on the horizon, which I mean, I want to say are winnable games because they're both not playing particularly fantastic, but we're not playing particularly fantastic either. Um, but, I mean, uh, who do we get? If, if we're going to get rid of Marco, Tim, who do we get? Yeah, well, that's the ultimate question. And, you know... <laughs> The only thing that I think you you can do if it just gets so tenuous that he can't stay is you have to do what you did before. You have to bring in a manager that sits there for for a year. But the thing is, like you look at other teams, like when West Ham fired what's his name, they imme- like within two <laughs> weeks they had another manager. Yep. Right. S- Slavin Bilic was his name. <laughs> yeah, Bilic, yeah. The former Everton guy, and He's he now at West Brom too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and by the way, two weeks later they had a coach. How long did it take us for to go get him who shall not be named? Yeah. It took us a month. Yeah. A month well, fair to enough. decide and, on that guy. And there's you know? there's my so legitimate like, question. I actually I'm who done, are you gonna bring in? I'm done poking fun. Firing him yeah, now I mean, would give you two weeks of freedom to find someone. Well, and we didn't do it today, which means he's keeping his job. Right. If he did it, yeah. he would have known last night it would have hit the press this morning. Yeah, he would have been fired this so, morning. He would have been gone. I think you're stuck with him till probably Christmas, to be oh, honest. Absolutely, we are. Um, and when that happens, who do you get? Because somebody in the championship is going to lose their job. Tony Pulis is going to get... I'm being serious. Yeah. As a firefighter, Tony Pulis is going to get snapped up. You're going to find these people. So do you just do what United did and hope the interim guy can get you to the end of the season? 
And who is that interim guy? Well, because some of these Dunk, free managers. I know Big Dunk will put the light of fire under people. I'd, well, there was, you go. That's that what Sam said. Yeah, that's what dunk. Sam said to me in the car today during our pre-show meeting. Because I worry that some of these managers with experience are going to get snapped up by teams that pull the trigger faster. Right? Yep. Yeah. So yep. then what do you do? Then you're stuck with shit. Who do we get? Uh, Ronald Koeman? Nope. Sorry, he's at the Dutch national side now. He's no longer out of a yeah. job. Louis van Gaal? He's naked in the Algarves on his deck. Yeah. What do we do? Right? So yeah, I, and I mean, and Big Dunk uh, would probably be the guy, in my opinion. I mean, his... The only other thing is you ha- you really would have a longer injury list than Norwich, yeah. but not from the games or training, from Big Dunk putting a boot in her ass. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, that's true. That's the one thing I I now I think it's still going to be Silva, and I think it's still going to be Silva for a while, and I and I have some faith that he might actually fix it. Um, I mean, this is a this is an Everton tale, isn't it? it happens every year. Oh, yeah. We sink a little bit, we come up, we finish eighth. You know what I mean? Like this is yeah. You know, I'm not necessarily worried about it. I think any of the managers you were to put in now would do the same thing that Silva can probably do. You don't you don't see the fallout that you see with a Jose Jose Mourinho and stuff like that, where players don't like him and yeah. so that's not happening. So I mean, he's he's as good as anybody else at this point, and you might as well stick with him and get get two of his play get two of his prime players back. And one thing I think he needs to do is sit. Gilfie Sigurdsson. I he has not, not been good. Agree more. He has not been good. He has not not played well. He has not created. I mean, you got to sit that guy and say, listen, until you you tell you prove to me that you you're the man you were last year, you, you you're not in. There's my last question for you, real quick. Is why is Sigurdsson still playing? And Sam has already expressed this to me privately. Why not Tom Davies? You lack the energy it seems, at times, to turn the screw and go forward. And the one thing that that little blonde cunt has is fucking energy. Oh, yeah. Why is he not on the field just ripping people's hearts out and scoring goals? Yeah, just running around. Why can, yeah, why can he not get a game? He doesn't have the same pictures that uh, Gilfie has of Marco. I don't I mean, that's <laughs> the only reason... It's the only reason I can think of. It's the same way that uh, that uh, Walcott kept getting a run. I'm like, you know, somehow well, he got, got knocked out by a cross. You're good with him. I for know. A while. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, you know, it took that to get him to sit on the bench. Hey, here, here, Tim. Here's another question. Then, um, you know, one striker isn't working. Why the fuck aren't we going with a two man team? Why aren't we going with Moise Ken and uh, and Dominic Calvin Lewin at the top and going a four four two? And you're getting beat in the midfield a lot. Why not a three five two? All right, let me. Yeah. I asked Tim a question. Let yeah. me ask. Let Tim actually answer it. Well, I think that Silva wants to play his three, three you know, his four three two um, or four three three style. That's that's what he's good at. Yeah. But he hasn't quite had the players to do it. And then two of his main players who would play in that role um, are are hurt. And so I think eventually you will see Gilfie sit. I said it earlier in the season. I think you'll see Gilfie sit. And you'll see that four three three by the end of the season being played regularly by Marco, and I think that's what he wants. And Gilfie doesn't really fit that mold, and he's not Marco's player, so I think that's what you see by the end of the season. Yeah, I also wonder if um, Gilfie, when he was with Swans, did better in a more reserved role. He seemed to pass the ball better in that classic four four two style instead of being that you know 
the, the false nine. Yeah, because you know? it was he a just, diamond midfield, and he was free. He could yeah. do what he wanted. And almost feels like he's right on top of the striker the entire game, which means he really can't do anything. But it's, again, I still think he should be benched, but I also think he's not being played properly as well. Absolutely. And not to be a dick about it, that's the same problem with Ozil. Yeah. The manager's system does not fit that player. So he's on. He finds himself on the outside. Yeah. Problem is, of course, I of think you Silva. Found a way to relate that back to your team. <laughs> yes, well done. Today. I think no, but I'm being serious. I think um, Marco Silva is getting more pressure from above to play Gilfy than Emery $45 is. Million dollar, or forty five million dollar signing. Right. Then then Emery is getting from above to play Ozil. Right. So. Instead yeah. of the manager changing his philosophy and putting his best 11 out in a formation that works, he's just going to do what the fuck he wants. Where your, your club, for whatever reason, is saying, listen, you're going to fucking do this. End of story. I don't care what you say. He's playing. Yeah, and that's another thing you can look back at uh, at Mr. Uh, Mr. Brands there and say, Gilfie had one of his best seasons last year, but he's old. So and he's getting older. So in a sense... You could have gotten him on, sold him for something high, and put Tom Davies in there to learn and do his job in a sense with more energy, Dude, which is what you're famous for. Yeah, uh, and yes, yeah, well, here good we are. Player Davies, yeah. he's a good player. Do exactly what you did with um, with Adresa Gay. Sell high yep. at an older age. Like why didn't yep. you? Why didn't you even think of doing that with Gilfie? You, know? you forced Burnley to get Jay Rodriguez back. <laughs> <laughs> you could have sold Gilfie over there with his good friend Good Munson. Yeah. So, um, uh, Tim, as we uh, wind this down, and I've poured my shot of Malort here that I'm getting ready to take. Um, in the world of zonal marking, um, why is the back post never actually considered a, a, a zone? Well, I think they think that the back post marking. is actually going to cover the player. Uh, I think that's okay. what they think. <laughs> okay. Like they think that the back post is going to jump out and cover Luke Hendricks, right? Because because that's and, not because the, there was <laughs> one of those in the first half too that Pickford had to I come know, across to save. Yes, so. exactly. I don't know. like. I it, it's so funny because it happened last year. We got the same thing. Like this is the Everton story. We were terrible, and everybody said, "Well, give him a chance to get all the play-. and then we were great. Like they figured it out. Yeah, how how did that not translate into this season, especially a season which, let's face it, I I have no problem saying honestly looking at what we were at the start at the start of the season going into the season. Okay, so maybe at Burnley we draw, maybe at Bournemouth we draw, we lose to City. Why isn't this team five two and one? Yeah, that right. our our first loss of the season should have been two weeks ago to City. That should have been our first loss of the season. Really? And right yeah. now we have one fucking win to show for it. I remember their first loss of the season. Yes, hit the fucking mute button. You're um, not allowed to talk right well, now, woman. Well, as you take your shot, one one thing I do want you to cheers to, and I know that we can all be happy about, uh-huh. uh, is that a lot of Irishmen did score. Uh, Jeff Hendricks, uh, Hurahan, uh-huh. um, and a few others, Connelly. actually. Connolly twice. Yeah. Uh, against City. Oh, uh, you know what I'll tell you? Against, no, you know, against, you, you know what who I'll t- did Brighton play? Oh, Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forgot. You, know, you know what I'm you know what I'm gonna toast to? I'm gonna toast to you, Irishman. Don't play for your fucking national team. You'll end up getting a season a season ending injury. Oh, and by the way, Crystal Palace, who we drew and had a ongoing saga with Wilfred Zaha, is in yeah. fourth place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are they in fourth? It's 
it, it's uh, it, maybe not, but they were fifth. up there. They're in fifth. I'm gonna look. Fifth. Oh, it's fifth. Leicester's in fourth. You're in third. Leicester's oh, in fourth. Okay. Palace is in fifth. Live admin. Yeah. It just. <laughs> Tim, we know we're gonna figure this out, right? Oh yeah. I mean, you're yeah, gonna y'all finish will figure seven, it out. Eight, That's why I'm poking so much fun. Yeah. You know, but but the hard part is is. But this was yeah. this is this is always the great blue hope, right? You you, you <laughs> get all these players, right? Yep. You get all these players. Your heart bleeds blue. You're like, yes, we go into the season. Everton has hope. We have these good players. We have money with the with all, the, and we're gonna finish eighth and <laughs> so just ever, out of Europa. <laughs> so so Everton is like Eminem. Is the the great white hope? Is the yeah. great blue hope? Huh? Yes, yes. exactly. Uh, anyway, Crystal Palace is in sixth on goal differential because Chelsea is plus four. Crystal Palace is evens. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> now, oh, great. Um, the, the the really hard thing to swallow is going to be the fact that, uh, you know, we're having the season we're having. And I hate to say it. It looks like the fucking red shite might not bottle it up this year, Tim. They might actually fucking win the thing. Well, I mean, Man City's sure helping them out there. And that's the thing. Like, you, you consider the 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 framework for how EPL works. If I, if Pep loses four or five more games this season and they finish third, fourth, you, you think he's sticking around? That's oh no, he'll go. That's no, Mansoor's going to send him packing no, because that's, that's, a the, that's the culture there. Yep. Mate, that's yeah. a shout. Uh huh. Them finishing third or fourth with that attack. That's a shout. Yeah. Uh, Even well, that... if they win every game four, two, four, three, like we thought Norwich would do. Or yep. lose every game four three. Yeah, that's a shout. Still, I that's the best manager in the world over the last decade. I don't think you can get rid of him like that. Oh, oh I, they, I don't, I don't know if he'd want to stick around. Uh, eh, well, that's fair enough. He might leave. He's in a pot situation. Be like, well, I haven't conquered Italy yet. Let me go there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no problem. Maurizio Sarri is going to die of cancer anyway and go <laughs> take Juventus in two years. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Tim, enjoy Upside Down World where your day's just begun and our day is ending. And uh, Yeah, I'll send you the betting lines because I live in the future. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for commiserating with me. I, I needed that. I just needed someone to talk to because these two fuckers sure as hell weren't going to let me uh, Yeah, yeah. I'll dry your tears it. off my shoulder. Hey, uh, Thank you. Right. Thanks, Thanks for letting it. me poke some fun at you, man. Uh, good to talk to you because I missed the show when you were here uh, last time. That's because my co-host oh, yeah. doesn't care about the show. So yeah, well. uh, so I was on vacation with my family, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, but cheers, man. Thank you for uh, for calling in. I know you're probably still wiping the sleep out your eyes. Oh, no, it's good. I've had my first cup of coffee. I'll go get a second one here. I might put a little extra in it this time. Hey, you got, <laughs> yeah. hey listen, you got to go to work. Keep the whiskey out of it. All right. Yeah, well. all right. Fair enough. <laughs> Thanks, Tim, man. Appreciate it. Have a great night. All right. Cheers, guys. It's time to tell you what little we know. It's prediction time. Um, so much like Everton, I suck at picking games. At least I'm better than you. Yeah, um, I suck too. How many have you gotten right this year? None. I've at least gotten two right. Well, I got real ones right. Yeah. Well, fuck off. <laughs> You're now, what, 700 in the hole? I'm now 490 in the hole. For the show, yes, 700 in the hole. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, so I wrote on mine, I had West Ham to win over two and a half goals. I wrote, fuck me, I'm broke. Okay. On that one. Okay. And boom, in the cup. That's done. Um, all I want to say about it is we just suck. Uh, we, thank God, have the international break. We have time to regroup and really think about our lives, and uh, we can move forward winning money. Fuck that. I'm spending all the money that I've placed in your kid's college fund. Um <laughs> 
Fuck betting, I suck is what I wrote for mine because I bet West Ham to win and I also bet uh, Yarmolenko to score, which neither happened. I saw um, him kick the ball with his right foot for once. Which, which by the way, um, you guys were kind of attacking me. The reason why I did that last week and not put it into a parlay <laughs> was, <clears throat> pardon me, if Yarmolenko scored, I would still be up. And I knew that if West Ham... Uh, if West Ham won and Yarmolenko didn't score, I knew it would be a push. But I knew if Yarmolenko oh, scored, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why I separated it into two bets. Uh, I see what you're saying. As though. opposed to putting it all into one parlay. I mean, you were felt, really hard on it, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh? But I, I was pretty happy about it. Trust me. The Hey, look. Sam's Big Sam's lock of the week could just mean bet the exact opposite of Big Sam because <laughs> it's a lock you'll fucking win. Um <laughs> I think you need to look up the definition of lock. So uh, Pat's good, apparently, because he Fucker. keeps getting everything right, even though he got Man U wrong. But he got uh, he got uh, Palace right against uh, West Ham. And he did them separately also? <coughs> yeah, he did two separate <sighs> bets. Two separate. Right. Oh. Um, he has my $10. He's no longer coming in here. Okay, third. <laughs> um, I don't know. I might have him come back in again. And, um, and the, chicks, the, the chicken's fucking six and two, Sam. Oh, We're yeah. losing to a fucking chicken. That chicken gets around. Uh, Chicken's got scared money. Uh, apparently, apparently, you need to be uh, betting with the chicken because if you're betting with the chicken, you're fucking winning. So we're not going to pick any games this week. Uh, we're going to do it next week when we have uh, all the lines. We're going to work some overtime so we have money to bet next week. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> but we do want to hear from you. So Sammy, how can uh, people get in touch and Again, let them know what to do? At DU Football Show on all the social medias, we do check our DMs. Please DM us. Um, I know I sound like a thirsty uh, 21-year-old, but seriously, slide in the DMs with your bets or dufootballshow at gmail.com uh, to get in touch that way. We check that email every day at least once. Um, you just have to have your bet in by Monday at noon. Right, That's good. it. So, um, Mel, did you get a chance to uh, visit with Kitty? How's uh, how's she doing? I mean, she spent her winnings on chick treats, and you might notice there's a brand new slide up there. And uh, some club lights. Oh, yeah, chicken has a slide. Oh, yeah, little club lights slide. under Club Quantrail. She's got club lights. Apparently, she's booked a band oh, uh, in, a, in a week Vardy's. or two. They're having a concert in the backyard. I that means know. Vardy's yeah. visiting. I saw. Yeah, I, club I, lights. I think I actually saw her holding in one little wing a pile of ones, and with her other wing, just like flipping them just out, like, and making, yeah, it, making rain. it rain. Yeah. Gertrude was like, "Oh, make it rain." <laughs> And yeah. then Vardy headbutted her, and now you're having her for dinner tomorrow. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> but yeah, Kitty's getting it done. So, um, any other parting words there, Mel? Well, you know, like my chicken, always be sure to gamble legally and responsibly. And also drink responsibly. <laughs> All right. Uh, we wasted a boatload of fucking chances. <laughs> But it doesn't but matter. Why? We won 3-1. Exactly. Uh, we probably had set a record for indoor shots on target with about 4,700 or so. Uh, somehow they got a block in or the keeper saved it. Uh, we won 3-1. The game was never really in doubt. And the only reason they scored a goal uh, was because the turf came up and the ball popped up. And me and the other defender who were front back of the attacker stalled and looked at the floor and he ran clean through us. Whatever Norwich, no, whatever Norwich excuse you got to make for yourself, oh, there, killer. That's cute. Yeah, it comes both ways, doesn't it? Now, I guess. Yeah, so we're uh, two one and one. We're we're sitting in a playoff position, yeah. and uh, destiny's in our own hands. It's nice to be sitting in that place for once. That's right. 
So uh, I'm not going to be there tomorrow night. I've got a lot of work to do. So are you uh, prepared to um, take the reins and handle everything there, Killer? Yeah, as fine. I know my wife's recording me, as I know you're about to do something silly. We'll be fine. So, I mean, I already know what's coming. You think you all are going to get one past me. So, anywho, go ahead, Sam. Make it all about yourself and drag this out a little bit longer. Any parting words? Uh, make sure you tune in to the VAR show. It's going to be a fun, epic rage, uh, rage-a-palooza, I guess you could say. Um, also, there's a couple other interesting things in the pipeline, so make sure you follow the social medias and keep those... Um, you know, close to your heart there. Uh, keep an eye on the socials for that. Patreon.com backslash D football show. Uh, make sure you donate like us. If you do, if you don't, we're going to keep it going, but we'd really love a little bit of help. There's also some bonus content. Okay, great. But in addition to your Malort, my sir, uh-huh. I've brought you another liquor. Okay. This is called Chiro. Okay. It's from California. All right. It's an aloe vera liqueur. Okay. Because you got burned. Oh, okay. Burnley. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you just have that from the neck. Okay. So I'll give it to Mel to pass over. It's actually very good, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because you got burned, I think you need a little sunburn remedy. Alcohol style. It's actually good in it. You feel really good about yourself on that one, don't you? I do. I'm glad that I have that. Uh, only 50% by volume. This is the Chiro Pints. That is delicious. Uh, there you go. Kind of yep, they have a few other botanicals in there, cucumber included, uh, amongst other things. They only shop from organic farmers to get their product, but uh, Chiro Liqueur. There you go. And there's the opportunity to slide in your drink responsibly and not just remember to poke it in at the end of what uh, Mel was doing. Make sure you drink responsibly. There you go. Very well done. So, um... <clears throat> Thank you so much for joining us, boys and girls. Uh, like I said, next week we're going to do the Fuck VAR episode. And uh, please reach out. Let us know um, specifics. Like, tell us specifics in your games that have driven you fucking nuts so far about VAR. And uh, we're definitely going to talk about it. I figure let's just get it all out of our system once. So then we can just go on the rest of the season and not waste time on yeah. it. Because Fuck VAR, move on. Let's face it. We added 15 <clears throat> minutes to this show this week. And we've added 15 minutes to every show every week because we spend time talking about VAR. Fair and enough. let's face it, we'd rather talk about football. So Fair enough. next week is going to be a cleansing of the soul about VAR. <laughs> An exorcism. And we're going to drink Bucky <laughs> the whole time. And we're going to get good and right, proper, stupid. So One um, more long episode and yeah. then... Get it all out. <laughs> so, till next week, everybody. Good night. First day of Christmas, Chula gave to me a beer in a tree. <laughs> <laughs>